0: Smash Stop. <laughs> Ripping driver going for it. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, how about that T shot? That is crazy how far that is. Wow. John Daly, take a back seat, big fella. How about that drive? That's an aggressive line. Look at this, he's just driven the green. He has just driven the green. I guess hello world, huh? Welcome everybody to episode 96 of the Smash Factor, the Waste manage- Management Phoenix Open. Coming to you from a very gorgeous and beautiful 70 degree sunny day in San Antonio. Well, it's dark now, but it was beautiful today. Beautiful weekend all the all way around. was able to get out and get a couple... A round's in this weekend uh, in prep as we get marched towards the DFS Open. Um, obviously, last yesterday's tournament was um, unique in many ways. Um, I was on 18, I was walking to 18 green as the Kobe news broke. Um, I'll go more into that in the final thoughts tonight, but uh, made watching the tournament a little different as your mind's thinking about things dealing with uh, close friends and family on that subject um and also it was weird down here the spurs were playing on c and i said figured out the answer to this I, you know so I, I, luckily we could stream it right but the spurs were playing on cbs yesterday at that time and so when it went on live t- when it went to moved over to cbs and so it wasn't on anywhere <laughs> here in san antonio like it the golf channel didn't have it on and so you, if you didn't have streaming capabilities, um, you weren't you weren't able to watch it. But great finish by Leishman. Um, you know, I saw even the golf channel I was kind of questioning. You know, it started off by one of their sub headlines said Roy Rom struggled to the finish, and I like go back and look, and they had struggles for sure at times, but they still finished second and third and both shot under par on the day. I don't I don't know I mean, it's just a bad wording or image to put. Um, it's so difficult to win that you said that they struggled because they finished second and third overall. I I mean like Palmer struggled. Like that that's a legitimate statement. I mean he shot plus five, plus six. Um had sweat going into Sunday, obviously with him, but um that didn't pan out. I, I didn't think it had much of a chance going into Sunday. He just just wasn't playing the South anywhere remotely c- compared to the guys that were up there with him. Uh obviously shot the I think ten under, eleven under um on the north course to kind of get him in the ball game, but uh, I, I was happy on Saturday that he was able to stay in it, but I, you know, cause I, I, I thought the blow up round was more likely to come Saturday than Sunday. Um, but he hung tough and I think he shot even or one under uh Saturday. And I was like, all right, well maybe, maybe he's now he wakes up and goes, all right, I'm in this. Right. I didn't play my best and I'm one bad. I think he's one back of wrong. Um, but he did not do well, uh, on Sunday. Good to see another Aussie win. That seems to be a, a theme. That's great. Uh, God works a mysterious way there, and we've seen a lot of them win. But both won on a Euro in here. Um, Herbert won, and uh, for the Euro Tour, and then then Mark winning was was great. A little video of him talking to the sun around was classic. If you hadn't seen that, um, you can go. I'm sure it's all over some kind of on Twitter. Um, I may have even retweeted it, but it was it was kind of cool to watch that. Um, you know, wrapping up. That, as we kind of talked about last week, trying to speed through this first part, um, spend more time on current week content, and then get you guys involved with your Q&A questions. Uh, I made the cut in the GC Cup. I think it's my first one of the year, so that was an accomplishment for me. Um, I was t- I was either anywhere from 22nd to 33rd in my three that I participate in each week. Um, my one and done was... I switched at the last minute. I moved off of Phenal. I think I went Wolf. Um, so decent, made the cut. That counts. But I'm sure I'm way down there. I didn't even have time to go look at any of that yet today. Uh, very solid week in DK. At one point I had a really good week going, um, and then wound up bubbling a couple showdown round four contests that knocked it from being you know one of those hundred plus ROI weeks. 100- plus percent to I think I finished sixty percent ROI return. But anyway, any week I make money coming back, I'm gonna take it. Um felt felt the core was good, had six of six and my five of six is really what do well. I played in the secondary 444 contest. Um just put a single bullet in there and and you know cashed in it, cashed in the two hundred dollar single. Um and I had two or three I think two lineups that cashed in all the three max, you know, the fantasy listener league, the Mayo listener league. So decently good week, all the way together. Um, I think the community obviously had a pretty good week. Um, Leishman was in my final top 30. I think Palmer was there, obviously Roman those guys were, but pretty good core, um, that, that survived and did well on the week overall betting, um, slight loss didn't obviously didn't hit the outright or any props like that. Uh, so anytime you get blank like that, you just you're just gonna lose on the week. You know it's hard to overcome that. Um, went did hit my two two stars that were full tournament bets that helped the the out. I mean the matchups salvage. I think I went eight and thirteen, but only lost like a unit or a unit and a half um, just because of the hitting the right ones. Um, had several three balls that pushed or went one on one zero oh and one and returned very little money, even though it's a win. It's just um, you don't make much on a push unless it happens to be a super underdog that gets a push uh, 101, he can still sometimes return decent. Um, but overall satisfied, ready going to go into the week. Big week this week, Super Bowl week, waste management week. Um I will be there with Tambo Saturday and Sunday on the you have a suite uh on the 16, whole 16 green. So looking forward to that um with him and, and have some work guys I'm gonna be with. Uh so excited overall my first trip out there to attend the tournament. I've been there a few times, but um gonna potentially play golf Friday. Don't know if we'll go over to the tournament or not, but um definitely we'll be there obviously Saturday and Sunday all day. So I don't, you know, may just relax Friday, go watch cut sweat somewhere with, with Tambo. Um but and then the Super Bowl, obviously, Sunday night will be great. Be fun to watch. Think it's to be a good game. Um, the uh, not we'll go into the sponsors real quick as always this year twenty twenty site sponsor Super Draft. Great week to get on there. You know they'll have Super Bowl showdown stuff. Um, a lot of waste management contests. Trying to build their product up. They continue to uh, do that week in and week out. This will be a big week, and then. After this, you know, football has gone, and so this will put uh, you know emphasis on the golf and, and getting those contests built up as we head towards, you know, the players and WGCs and in the ma- uh, majors, especially the Masters. Obviously, use the code GUP, get ten dollars, ten bonus dollars when you deposit your uh, first ten. That gives you twenty to play on. Um, use it, win it, whatever you do. Once you win it, it all comes back to you. Um, so you can you can withdraw. If you put twenty bucks in play and win hundred, you can take it out that day if you want. They don't require you to like roll it over or um, some betting sites do that. DFS not really, but uh, they don't require you to, you know, gotta play X amount before you get your bonus or any of that kind of stuff. You get the real it's real money you get. And so you put it in play once is all you have. To. You can't like they're not gonna give you twenty bucks and then you just pull it out. You put it in play once, and then after that, you can withdraw anytime you want. Uh, it's fully integrated into all of our PGA Research Center content as well. DRock handles the uh, the golf rankings for that product. Um, and then it's on all of our, it's integrated into the live tools and the uh, Research Center uh, when you're looking at that. This week only, it is the final week for the uh, Honda Challenge giveaway, all-inclusive trip to join myself and a vast majority of the GUPS Corner crew, as well as other major Industry guys, uh, Mayo, Feinberg, Wiley, Baroff, um, several or many other are going to be there. Uh, should be a great time. Y- you can use the code Honda this week. So through Sunday, uh, this will be our last discount run um, of this magnitude. You get 20% off any package. You can go to gupscornercom slash challenge and read all about it. There's seven ways to earn the tickets. Um Our next big promo will be obviously for the Masters. Um, So it's the last chance to really lock in early and and get you a good discount rate for all the big tournaments coming up. And as we emphasize golf more with football ending, um, still got basketball rolling, but contests will get bigger for golf. And so it's the time to get in and be able to use our research center. Our uh, first major update will happen sometime between – this wednesday and sunday um so fully functional uh new interface for the uh front-facing model if you've been on there i will do a video once we release it obviously this week and i won't be around but um next week we, i know it'll be up for sure for next week's tournament potentially this week as well i'll uh i'll do another video like i did the first one uh you can go on our youtube channel and find the first one if you want or i put the link in the pod tonight and you can watch it. Um, you know the few glitches we've had or you know disconnection and kind of jumpiness um which is rare didn't happen a lot but the new version uh kind of first big update is you guys will love it and the guys that are in there um already are anticipating it but they love what we have now it's been a huge hit and this is just going to make it even better um so jump in now 20% off with the code honda again um And then go check out gupsworn.com slash challenge to see other ways to earn tickets. I will announce the winner one week from tonight. And we will hopefully within, hopefully that night they're watching or the next day, hopefully within 24 hours, you can get your flight booked and all that, um, get you in whatever day you're free to come in you can come in anytime you want Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, hopefully you're there by Friday. So you can uh, go to the DFS open gathering that night. And then the tournament Saturday morning, uh, you you already paid for. And in that Um, you got the uh, passes and everything. I'm also giving away a annual full site annual package. If you're a current member, you are eligible. So we'll just reimburse you for the the one, you know, the one year. um, If you already have it per chance, or if we need to upgrade, we will figure all that out, but. If you go to my Twitter or uh, if you go to my Twitter, look at my pinned tweet, you can see a way how to retweet that. And then in the comments, um, leave Super Bowl winner and your pick to win the Waste Management this week. That gets you entered. I'll announce that winner as well um, next week before that giveaway, which I get you, you know, multiple tickets just by having that. So whoever wins that, I'll throw those tickets in. I'll throw your name in the entries, um, into that database. When I run all that Sunday night, um, or probably Sunday may do it that, you know, Sunday at some time, that's the deadline. Um, we'll get it ran and then have it ready for the Monday, uh, smash factor. So looking, looking forward to that. It's going to be awesome. Um, listener league winner last week. Uh, discount Belichick, 501 points, um, kind of a unique, unique build that won it. And I thought, well, maybe that was just unique to us. And I went and looked at some other um, leagues I was in, and then, you know, like the single bullet 200, and, and it would have really done well. Mainly had the six of six. But he didn't have Palmer, Rory, or Leishman. So that was the part that kind of stood out to me. But Finau, Matsu, Sneds, Palmer, Champ, and McNeely. Um, so some good scores in there. Some finished a lot higher than their actual higher in DK points in their finishing position. So a great build overall, pretty balanced. Um, so good job on that. The new league is already up. You can go check it out, um, on Twitter. It's, it's on the GUPS corner handle. So you can get in that before it fills, um, this week, whoever wins it will get an extra entry into the Honda plus a GUPS corner shirt or hat, um, of their choosing. So fill that up for us quick, and we um, look forward to watching that on Sunday this week. While we're all here, uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open at TPC Scottsdale. As always, go check out my buddies over at Fantasy DJN uh, Podcast. Kenny Kim does a full uh, article pre- or full preview for uh, course preview, course history, um, deal more in depth than I go. So if you want to go check that out, he also writes that article for our site and then adds to it um, as we climb towards Wednesday. So great, um, great stuff by him on the site. He's, he's been had a few a great start to the season overall, um, as well as Tambo's obviously a partner on the site and he's um, does his article on our our site and very active in slack and and does the e9 with me on wednesdays among other things so go check those guys out um you know tiff eagle bermuda greens uh par 71 7300 or just under 7300 2015 kind of went under a revamp um quote unquote make it easier for the public but try to make it a little harder for the tour pros um Haven't seen scores really be that far different since the revamp overall. Um, You know, the final three holes here are kind of the big ones. Obviously 16, we all know about. 17, the risk-reward, par four, and then 18, just a very tough hole to finish out once you survive those two. So um, I'm excited to kind of see that live and see what that's all about. Um, Not only 16, but kind of watch the other ones. I'll, I'll be sure we'll sneak over to 17 at times and, watch those guys go for it in one Um, big turning point in the past uh, as well. So all three of these holes can be pivotable uh, in the outcome. Uh, One thing I noticed that eight times since 2010, it's been a playoff or one stroke. Last year was a two stroke win uh, for Fowler right there at the end. Grace kind of made a mess um, of 17, I believe. So, you know, had that not happened, it would probably been nine times since 2009, 2010. Um, so you could say nine times since 2010 that two strokes are better, but most of it's been a playoff or one stroke, four playoffs since that time. So that's a prop that I'll look at this week, the potential. I think normally it's like plus 250, 300, maybe 275, somewhere in that range. Um, so something maybe to uh, look at as a potential playoff there. Um Personally, have done well at this tournament. Not only DK, but certainly betting uh, had the sweat of Woodland uh, two years ago. I was pulling it up real quick um, here. Uh, doubled up on him. I had him pre-tourney for at fifty to one, and then after round three, he was still twenty-eight to one, and so I got him um, both of those, which was awesome. And then last year, I got I did the double. Um, had. I believe this is the week where I had DJ at the tournament he's over in Neuro one and Ricky um so and I think that paid out yeah cuz that Fowler first round leader and it was a dead heat that he won and then the DJ Fowler parlay paid out 140 41 to 1 so Done well here overall, um, you know, in the last three years. Uh, so hopefully we keep that streak going. Um, the Woodland one was a lot of sweat. That was a good, I think it was Reeby he was with, and I believe that was a playoff. So, um, you know, kind of, you know, guys have done well here, but you'll see some guys that have done well, but still missed a cut here or there. So history probably important, more about just understanding the atmosphere and how it goes, but um, that's kind of anecdotal. So we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, As we get to the podcast, weather concerns are none. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um, Little to no wind, sunny. Um, I remember last year there was a day or two where it really was untypical weather for, for Phoenix. Um, Don't see any of that going on here. It should be gorgeous for the guys. I'm going to go with the cut to be around minus two. I think the T-65 has a little bit of effect you got a smaller field than we've had the last couple of weeks so I think it's only 124 125 guys so a higher percentage of the field will make the cut in just by pure math um, but you know not necessarily it's gonna to be tougher also because it's just you know the way it's been so far it seems like the cut lines up a little bit um, you know potentially you could have 60% of the field make the cut. If it, if it hits on a number, it'll be 52%. But if you have any ties in there, um, you know, you could have 57%, 58% of the guys make the cut this week. So I, I keep that in mind. That'll be some of the strategy we talk about here uh, towards the end of the pod. Um, uh, winning score, you know, you've had Fowler minus 17 um, over Grace. Woodland minus 18 and a playoff over Revy. Matsu minus 17 and a playoff over Webb. Matsu minus 14 and a playoff over Fowler and then Brooks minus 15 over by one stroke over Matsu Palmer and Bubba um just familiar familiar names for sure um obviously Matsu we talked about a lot this week um other than the withdrawal year when everybody was on him um he's like owned this place. So, so he's played well, finishes well, Ricky played well, plays well here. Um, Woodland seems to do well at times. Um, Bubba's, you know, make kind of make, he likes his course as well and likes the environment loves 16. I, I'm going to go right around that number. I think it's going to be right back at, you know, a 17 type under number um, that wins it. Maybe 18, 19 comes into play which is absolute perfect weather. Should be great scoring conditions, but definitely a higher sc- or lower scoring, if you will, um, tournament overall. Uh, in my opinion. No no concerns at all. No rotating courses, thank God. We just get one course, four days, uh, you know, 36-hole cut. Um, Nice to get back to that. Always makes it easier for us to digest the the information. Uh, Stats this week, I'm kind of looking at, uh, Tita Green, again, is important here. It is everywhere, but you can see, I mean, when you got guys like Benion, Matsu, that have typically done well here, the putting's been neutralized a little bit, so the, the TD green gang, it's a little increase for me. And then, so I got like doc, you know, I'll probably talk about him later, six, 600 putting's always his weakness. Uh, he hasn't made the last two cuts he played in, but he can score with the best of them. Um, so he's a guy that's kind of Benny on like to me that, um, you know, Benny on's, you know, had three great tournaments here, a sixth, the 23rd and a 20th. Um, and he's only 7,600, which seems stupid cheap um, to me. But, you know, his to Green game is one of the best. Same with Matsu. You know, he's always right up there, to Green in general. Um, kind of wish Neiman was here. I think that would be uh, good for him. But that's one thing I'm going to look at overall. Then approach, uh, a few different ways in the PGA Research Center. I'm going to, you know, amplify it with a good approach stat. And then uh, scoring opportunities inside 18 feet. Birdie or better, and then off the tee are the stats I'm mainly looking at. Um, if you don't realize, I think you can see it, but you can go on the PJ Research Center and any stat we have, you can look at the glossary and see how we're defining good versus great and then um, some of the other things we have. And, and the new makeover kind of version one update or V 2 I guess you could say it. Um, we're going to simplify some of those so you kind of have classes in there to break that down. Um, that'll be nice. I think you guys will like that update. 18 guys new to the course since 2015. So, the, like I said last week, they may have played before 2015, but I just kind of go back that far. And it looks like 18 guys here, which is much lower than last week, um, have never played this course. So it seems like a lot of these guys have at least played it once or twice and many, you know, five, six, seven times, but definitely back to 2015, the last five years. Um range a little more spread out this week than last week yeah in the ten k range we have five guys that's four percent nine k range seven guys five point six percent eight k range eleven guys eight point nine percent seven k forty guys thirty two percent and six k sixty one guys forty nine percent so obviously the smaller field they cut mostly in the six k range a little a lot more balanced out um in general. And pretty good pool overall as you kind of go through prep work. Um, it's gonna be some interesting decisions and, and key um pivots that you'll have to make this week. Uh m- many options in the same range that you can, you know, you know, split in hairs trying to decide between it. <clears throat> if you're new, uh go through this dirty dozen um segment. Uh three or four different tiers, three picks each. first tier 9k and above second tier 7600 to 8900 third tier 7500 or less and fourth tier is a flop a fade and a sleeper flop anybody won't return their value Um, pure price to scoring potential opportunity and then fade is fading because of you know hates this place big ownership um recent form not good whatever um and then sleeper is is kind of you know, anybody under 6,900 or less that kind of sticks out, uh, to me for the week, but first range to kick it off the nine uh, K and above, um, female, I'm interested to in him. He's going to be an interesting one this week. You got, um, stat wise, I'm sure anybody that builds any kind of model, he's going to be up there, but he does not seem to do well here. I don't know environment if that's the case. Um, T22 and 2015 and then four straight miscuts. So it's, Kind of like Ricky last week, you know, can you talk yourself into going there? I like him. Um, He's coming in in really, really good form, hitting the ball well. A 10th, a 14th, and a 6th coming into the week. He's number three in my stat model. It's just do I – do you want to push your chances at the course history um, outcome? I like him. I think he's on my radar because I just – at that talent that his games. Is coming in well here and could be low owned. If that's the re- re- weird part is because Tony's normally a higher owned guy in the DK community. And if I can get a guy like that a good own, leverage ownership, I'm willing to take take the chance. Um, so he's one that let's keep our eyes on heading into Wednesday and see see where the ownership. If he's going to be his normal or higher ownership, then you know I'm not going to take that. I, I, I want to get a cheap Tony here, like a you know no one's talking about it. everybody saying nope can't play here. And I get him at eight, nine, ten 10%. And I'll take my chances there. Um, next guy, Morikawa, you know, up and down last week. At one point, I mean, he was just on fire. Then he just tanked and then caught backfire. Played good Sunday. Overall, just just pure stat-wise and what he does, he should do well here. He's never played here. So he's one of those guys. But, um, you know, still last three out, a seventh at 21st and a 21st. I think he made could go overlooked because of the pricing. Um you know, especially with Hovland being $800 cheaper uh, Wolf being $1,200 cheaper. And, th- and those three along with kind of Neiman, I guess, but seem to get clustered together when you're evaluating. And so he's the highest. So he may not be owned as much, um, which I may have all three of them. Right. So I'm not negating the other two, but in this range, I like more um, Last is D-chan for me. I'm going to go, I'm hoping he's just not thought about or looked at much. Um, Played well last week overseas or over in Dubai or Abu Dhabi, whichever one it was. He's only played it once since 2015. I was 2018, and he got a T5. You know, stat-wise, he's not the best up in my range, but everything else, he's doing well. Um, But, I, I, you know, obviously the Euro's not in, so he's a guy I'll adjust based on some of the numbers you can look at there and say, okay, seems to be playing a lot better. And this is an environment that I think helps him because he can kind of relax. You can kind of tell by the personality he portrays on Twitter and stuff like that, that he's a guy that um, I think the looseness of the event uh, may help him in a way. Um, although you would think, you know, stringent, you know, the brain thinking, all that kind of stuff may not, but just, you know, first time out he gets a fifth here, I, you know, as far as talent wise goes and what he could do here, I think the the play sets up well for him. And if he's going to be kind of a, you know, a path for most guys. Um, I certainly don't mind taking some leverage spots there in this nine K raid nine nine K and above range. I didn't talk about any of the ten K guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead the round table, which is after this segment, off with all, basically all of them and give an opinion there. I think I think you can make cases on all of them. They're all playable. You can move off each any of them. So I, I wanted to kind of focus on that next range to see where we thought some of the the popular Choices are going to be Woodlands in there. I think you could be popular Coochers in there. Um, some of those guys. So it's going to be interesting to see how that breaks out. 7,600 to 8,900. Uh, just talked about it. I like Hovland. Um, don't mind going to him. I think he's kind of cheap actually for potential. Um, he's number one in my stat model. Um, hasn't played much. He did play overseas a couple weeks ago. Um, I need to confirm, I don't think he played last week. I think he played – I know he played two weeks ago, so I'm wondering if he got a week off in between that and this. I, I do need to confirm that, and I will. But either way, um, got to kind of look at his form over there, which hasn't been the best, but this play should set up really, really good for his game. Um, You know, he hadn't played here, but I like him, 8,400. Uh, Sungjae, you know, DFS darling – again solid week last week t60 or t36 sorry he had a t10 before that and a t21 he did play here last year and finished seventh which i like um he's one of those guys that can go low in a hurry we know that i think uh, he's definitely in in play this week at 8800 probably a little cheap for him as well um like i you know i guess i can see why more cow is over him by 400 but I do like him. I do think he he could wind up being pretty chalky, so we'll keep an eye on that and see where that um, falls in. And then last is Palmer. I, I don't think many are going to go back there, and I will. I mean, I, I I'll talk about this in in the bookmark section, but I mentioned this three weeks ago. I thought his his mentality's changed um, with with the win because I think he can focus on. Doing what he does well and not, man, I got. I need to get a win in, or I got to get these points, or got to get that. Man, he's he's got two years of of freedom um, and a lot of the you know status. So I think his talent starts to show. And even though he had a bad Sunday, I think what he does well um, sets up good here. And he's coming in in really good form—a 17th, a fourth, and a 21st. He's one of those guys that's got mixed results here. He has a second. Um, losing to, like I mentioned, Brooks that year. So that kind of tells you, you know, talent-wise, I mean, he's, he's there, right? And then, then next year, 24th, two missed cuts, and then last year he did make the cut and got a 60th. So the discount on the price I like, I think he'll be com- not completely forgot about it, but almost overlooked this week, and I'm willing to take my chances to go back there and, and gain some leverage uh, on the field. I, if he winds up being chalky, you know, I, I may have a different opinion, but this week is kind of shaping up as a you know team gup week. <laughs> I'm gonna be there and you got a lot of my favorites, uh Palmer, Damon who's kicking off the third tier, hb 3 um Armor is here. Um, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, Redmond you know, it's the first time I'm gonna get to see him live. So I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I, I gotta build a whole gup team real easy and probably have a bunch of money left over, but uh, certainly don't mind shares of all of them, especially in a GPP setting. Uh, like I said, 7500 or less. Kicking it off with Damon. Um, looking forward to seeing him and Gino. Uh, uh, messaged him earlier and and try to get up and meet up with those guys at least one evening. Say hi. But um, 7100 seems really good price for him. I like his where he's at statistically coming into this tournament. Um, 19th overall. Uh, T-55 last week, kind of up and down, but he's playing. I mean, he's just fighting. He's doing well. I think he's working, dialing his game in um, almost got the first round leader with him uh, on the North course it was one on Bavada, uh, I believe that does the North course only uh, first round leaders. And so uh, he had to lead for a while until, you know, it was kind of a troll move on Keegan <laughs> to, to jump in there and, and get the first round leader out the gate. But Um, you know, and and I'll go right back to Damon this week as a first round leader. He's 150 to one, um, which I think is a steal for a guy that can win, um, but also the 7,100. He did miss a cut last year here, but he's from the area, which, you know, I don't know if you call it a bonus, but I assume he's played the course plenty. Um, So I don't, you know, I think he can play here, and I think this kind of course is just fine for what his game and, and the form he's coming in is is really good. So I'm I'm on Damon uh, Griot. Um, you know, you know, he's always going to pop in stat models. Everybody says that missed the cut last week um, by one, I think one or two. T21 at the Sony though. He's played here four straight years, and he's made the cut every single time. Which that's what intrigues me about him. He's fifth in my stats overall which he always is going to be. Again, he's that team can't putt, so that I think that neutralizes son this week. He's got a 45th, 63rd, 57th, and 33. But at 7,300, that's the key for me is that that's all I need him to do is make the cut at that number. Um, you want him to do a little bit better and just make the cut, but he's got the upside to, to do all right on the weekend. We know his iron game and stuff is going to fit well here. He's going to hit the ball, um, hit a lot of greens, and, and, and have a lot of chances at, at putting. And if it happens to him, for him, to catch a hot putter, like even be positive putting, um, you know, him and Redmond are, are similar in that way. You know, he, you know, watch out, you know, Katie bar the door with, with him. So 7,300, I think that's a good value. And then last little baby swag would be Hadwin, um, missed a cut in 15 and four straight made cuts, um, a 17th, a 12th, a 43, a 44, 7,200 seems like great value. He hasn't played since the RSM uh, mentioned he, you know, he didn't play, I believe it's the Sony is the one that he plays so well. Um, and, or maybe it was, maybe it was a desert classic. And he, cause he had a baby, um, you know, he had that on there. So it's hard to, hard to pass on that, especially a GPP deal, but he may wind up being in the final pool for me. Um, you always go about man rust at that time, especially when he's used to coming in playing some, that's the biggest worry, which I think that's why he'd be a great GPP leverage. Um, and maybe that trumps the baby swag or maybe the baby swag truck trumps the rust and all that. But, um, you know, I think overall he's just solid and that's a good price for him to t- take a risk on him. Uh, last tier, my flop, I'm going to go with Cooch. Um, I, you know, I get this a gut deal at this point. I mean, everything you would think shows uh, statistically wise, he really doesn't rate out great for me here. I'm not a hundred percent why he's one I got marked to kind of deep dive into, um, you know, he has played well here at 30 a ninth, a fifth, and a fourth. So generally played well, but, you know, ending the year, which is where his stats are coming from, ending the year and then even into the beginning of this year, he played well. He didn't play well at the Hero because he was 14th, but there's only 16 guys. but So the Tournament of Champions, he got 14th, but remember, 30 guys, so really, you know, half. And then he missed a cut at Sony missed a cut at RSM, and you go back further, he really – Hasn't played just great. And so I'm just going to take the the risk that at 9,400 he didn't pay off this week. Um, although he has a great course history, probably will be chalky, so I don't mind kind of him being my flop. My fade, and you could do either one of these flop fades, which is Revi? I um, think he'll probably be talked up. I don't like the form he has coming in. Two missed cuts, um, almost dead last at the Tournament of Champions, almost dead last at the Hero. Um, so no no great form at all. He has missed the cut three times here. So his last five years was miscut, 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 second, fourth. And I think the second, fourth is going to get people on him, especially at $8,300. And so my fate of him is because no form really, and potentially chalky at $8,300. Um, I'll take the chance and, and fade Reeby this week at that spot. Um, my sleeper. Right at the number, $6,900 is our boy HV3. I <laughs> can't wait to see him as well, obviously tied into him and the foundation, um, helping those guys, supporting those guys, and, and uh, Preston, his his boy, um, talked to him earlier tonight and looking forward to meeting up with him, those guys, um, you know, following HV3 some. So um, I think, you know, actually 6,800, I'm sorry, but two missed cuts coming in, but he played pretty well. Um, you know, overall, I think I don't think farmer sets up for his game in general, especially the long one. Um, he missed a cut here in 16. And what I like about Harold is that he's gotten better every year. He had a 68 a 38. So go back to that missed cut, 68, thirty eighth, and a tenth, And so I think he's finding out what he likes about this place, how to play it. Um, he certainly eats up this kind of atmosphere. Um, can't wait to see him on 16 and, and what he comes out in. But at 6,800 bucks, certainly we'll have him in the player pool to some degree. Uh, just need him to make the cut. He's done that three straight years here. His uh, his game and statistics rate out well for me here. And obviously, there's a little bias into it. But in general, even take my bias out of it, I think he's a good play this week. Um, Redmond's right there, like two below him overall. He's made the last two cuts. Great, like I mentioned earlier, great, great, great stats in general. He's kind of like Rio. Um, not played here at all, but I don't. I got a feeling that his his mentality is going to be fine for here. Uh, looking forward to seeing him for the first time as well. So kind of the round tip of wrap up or guys I hit on uh, just being a solo pod that, that I can't get everybody in those ranges and, and just want to also say, Hey, here's some other guys that are on my radar. I've mentioned, I'll start with the top guys. I mean, I think JT's number one in my model. Um, overall, I think he's can be a great play. He has missed a cut here twice. Um, so he's not, you know, immune to that here, but in between those, he had a 17th, a 17th and a third um, Shoffley. He was right up there, 9,900. He missed the cut last week, burned some people. Um, I was not on him. But uh, before that, had been playing well. I had the second at the Tournament of Champions. Um, he's, he's played twice here, a 17th and a 10th. So I think he does like playing here. I think his game suits up for it. I think he will be high-owned at that price. I think a lot of people will probably pivot off Matsu to him. Speaking of Matsu, you know, he. so those are my top three of my model, JTX and Matsu. Um, Matsu in general, he played okay last week. Nothing great, T45. Um, and as I meant, this is all just going to sound, he just loves this place, right? A second, a first, a first, and a 15th. Uh, had the withdrawal, I think it was round one um, in 2018 that just, you know, like killed a lot of DFS stuff. But assuming that's not going to happen, his game suits this place well. 10-1, he's certainly – I assume he'll be chalky. I'll be interested to hear where Tambo goes with him because last week Tambo got to play him because he was just under the 5K decky. This week he's just over it, so I'm interested to see where he goes there. Um, Webb, pretty good pretty good uh, history here as well. Um, really good form. I can imagine Tambo maybe pivoting to Webb as well if he thinks he's going to be low on. But he's got a 14th, a 2nd, and a 20th with a miscut, ironically the same year that um, – decky withdrew uh he's got a second a tenth and a third coming into here um hasn't played since sony um so you know Webb's right there as well i think i think it's going to be spread out majority over kind of like last week the 9 and 10k i think it's gonna be spread out and that 8k is a little bit of um it's not as sweet zone for me this week as it was as it it has been but there's plenty of options there that make it attractive um ryan moore is one at 8k on the nose uh mixed Seventeenth, eleventh, and then has gotten worse since then. He's got a sixty-first, a miscut, and a miscut. He did finish six at the Amex, but he's on my radar. Don't know if I'm going to get there or not. Um, I just, it's just, I mean, he's just that guy. I go, I got to rather go to Wolf, right? I think Wolf can win this. Um, same eight thousand and War. I'm like, I just don't know if I can see him just running away from the field. Um, so, don't know how if I'll be on more. Certainly a GPP option because I think he'll be much lower owned than say a Wolf. Uh Rom, great history here. He loves this, loves the crowd. Always um I think he always has a Pat Tillman jersey on. Um, you know, as he went to Arizona State, he, he's never finished his worst finish here is a 16th. Obviously coming in great form. Um second, tenth, second, hitting the ball well, always plays great here. No reason to argue um him or JT or any any of these guys um in my eyes right now. Fowler, the last one, same thing. He's got a first, a fourth, 11th, a second. So you can kind of see these big boys show up here and they play well, right? So it's going to be interesting this week because I don't think you can uh, you can avoid them all because it, the odds of all of them not being up there or winning it is not good. Um, Betting-wise, it, it makes it tough too this week. Obviously, you can do some doubles with either Euro like I did last year with Ricky and DJ. You can do some doubles with Euro – I mean, with this and the uh, your side of the – the Super Bowl, uh, your favorite prop, whatever. Um, you can do some triples, you know, DJ, um, is over there. I, d- I certainly like him again this week, but you can take one of those top guys or whoever, once you get down to there with one of these guys and then, and then your Super Bowl guys, so you got to basically a three-way parlay. Um, so a lot of options with these guys, I, I would, I'll, I probably will do some of that depending on how I do DK and kind of spread my portfolio out this week a little bit. Um, but you easily cannot have that next level of guys. When Brooks won it here, he wasn't Brooks yet. Um, People knew of him, but he wasn't that. Woodland, I think, like I mentioned, got him at 50-1. to So that mid-level range is certainly in play as well. Um, So don't get too caught up, but I think you have to have some exposure up here. You just got to figure out which way you're going to go. Scheffler, I mentioned earlier, I think he's right back in play, 8,500 um, a fifth and a third before the miscut last week. I think the, I think he burned some people on the miscut, but eighty five hundred is a fair price for him, and fifty to one seems nuts. Um, same with Hovlin. so uh, that doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, I will have a bet on on Hovlin, probably, but my my free bet of the week is going to be Wolf at sixty six to one. I think that's a great price for a kid that I know will win again on the tour, and, and this could certainly fit his alley. Uh Chess on Hadley, I think is a good cheap option. Um, miscut, 60th, but the last two years were a fifth and a 20th. He's a yo-yo, you know, kind of roller coaster. Um, his last starts. He had a 50th, a miscut, a 29th, a miscut. Ironically, this week, like he played the South four or five under and then didn't play the north well. Um, so that that was kind of different. But um, I, I believe that's I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that's how I remember he did this week. But Seems to do all right here. You know, three out of four years are made to cut. So $6,900, that's certainly all you need for chess on. Um, I mentioned Burger. Oh, no, I mentioned Wolf. But Burger's a guy I like as well. Um, I think he's, he's in play, $7,800. Uh, his last five years, a 10th, a 58th, a 7th, an 11th, and a miscut. I think his form's coming back. Um, a 38th and a 29th his last two times out. He didn't play last week. He's top 30 in my stat model. 7800 bucks is a fair number for him. Um, so I keep him on your radar. I talked about Redmond Connors. Um, you know, he's one of the team no put guys. You can put a whole team no put no put together on Redmond, Greo, Connors, you know, there's four. Um, kind of kind of mimic the Kinney's um cash game cornerstones and call it, you know, team no put. There's your four, and then go go fill it out from from there. But uh he hadn't played here yet. His last two outs, so he had a nineteenth. Uh, which was a TOC, so I was about average, a little, little worse than average. But he did finish 12th at the Sony, which was tough conditions. Stat-wise, he fits here great inside my top 20 for me. 7900 bucks is a good price um, for him. Kali, I've mentioned him in the bookmark. I'm not off him. Um, he's had a 47th, a missed cut, and a 26th. Game fits here. Um, he did cost me last week. I was on him. He missed a cut, but he had a fourth at the Amex. Stats are just Okay. 7,500, I just think he's a, a potential guy to take a look at. Um, he's not in the player pool for me yet, but he's right bubbling, and, and I think it's high, he's got high upside. Uh, may be more likely to throw the 100-to-1 bet on him or, or uh, each way and, and not have the DK exposure. I for sure would if I was doing MME builds. So, you know, 20-plus lineups, I'm going to have some of him because he's not going to be high-owned um, down there. Zach Johnson may be under the radar for here, but he's, he's always made the cut last five years, uh, 7,300 bucks. And this last five years, a 10th, a 14th, a 12th, a 57th and a 39th. Um, he did miss the cut at the Amex, but, uh, did okay at the, at the Sony as a 28th, he's top, he's 10th in my stat model. So everything I'm looking at there is good. Um, and, you know, and I don't think link link is an issue for him at this particular tournament. So, Kind of a maybe a off the radar type play with Zach. Bubba, I think will be talked up this week. He obviously loves this place. Um he's nine thousand dollars though. So that may be a spot for me to pivot, although a little nervous there because he's played so great here. A second, a fourteenth, a fortieth, and a fourth with a miscut squeezed in the middle. Uh he did finish sixth last week, played well. Um coming down the stretch, so he's someone to keep your eye on and kind of see where their ownership goes. And the last one, on I mentioned, you know, played great here, three straight, made cuts the three times he's been here. Seems to either like these greens or they just don't affect his game as much as normal, so he's on the radar for me. Um, you know, kind of the overall weekly strategy for me this week is, you know, you, you, the anecdotal part was, say, the environment, how do you think people react, um, you know, females or something to it. Um, guys that have never played it, you got to kind of think about the personality. Is this going to be something for them to get used to at the moment? Um, you know, like Wolf, I don't really see that bothering him. Hovland, Markow, these younger guys. I don't see it, so it's not a big factor. I do think you're going to factor in the higher cut rate make this week. I think we'll see – I mean, last week it was hovering between 4 and 6%. Um, I think because 65 – let's call it on average 70 are going to make it when you look at T65 out of 124 you know i don't i don't think you can be conservative so i think we can kind of go back to our tighter builds core up make your make your tough calls and then um you know with your six of sixes you know you hope you have your combos right mixed in there and and have give yourself a chance on the weekend but um uh, you know it, unlike the last few weeks where you know i think we could see a cut rate at, you know higher up 12 14 16% this week. Um I think it'll be down year over year, of course, T65 to T70, but um no MDF as well, so that's nice. So I think this week will be the first week to kind of see you got one course, smaller field, not the full 156. Um 36 hole cut. I wanna, I kind of want to see where it shakes out this week. I'm interested to see all that. Bookmarks of the week for me. Um, I, I'm going to go back to Palmer. I mentioned him three or four weeks ago. I said he's probably going to win at some point on the year. I think he'll play t- more tournaments than um, smaller, quote unquote, tournaments. Less, you know, than a you know JT or you know some of those bigger guys that get to pick and choose. And although he can, because he has exemption, I mean, he still wants to win and make money. I mean, he he doesn't made the earnings that some of those guys have. Um, I just think that pressures off of him. Looking forward to seeing him uh not only this week but i assume he'll play the honda again because he loves that place and we followed him all 18 last year and that, that was fun but um you know he could be part of the team Gup team as well so definitely decent history enough here overall but just in general i like palmer and, and especially where we can get him uh leveraged on the field low ownership or a good price or something like that keeping on him jason day caught my eye i think um you know, his comments and the, it, may, it worries you the way he talks, but the the, the kind of proof is in the pudding or something, you know, to that degree is that he, you know, he played well and finished strong at a place he likes. I think he's someone to get on early when he plays courses that he historically does well at. Um, we know his overall his elite talent is there, his ceiling, if you will. But um, I keep an eye on him as we roll through the next several weeks. He's not here this week, but he was guy I wrote down. And then Wolf was the last one. I just think the kid, I think he's plus four. I only know this because he was in my lineup. Um, Him and Gooch, man, I I owe it to those guys because he was plus four on the south and shot six or seven under on the north on Friday to make the cut. And And then continued it, played well again on the south. Um, and finished 21st, you know, so great week for him. His ceiling is, you know, up there, up there with any of these guys. Um, so I, I don't mind staying on him in general. And I think we're going to get him at a little bit of a discount until he wins again. I think this week's a huge discount, a great betting price. I've already bet it. I told you that. But $8,000 um, is also going to DFS world. Um, so keep an eye on Wolf in general is kind of my last bookmark of the week. Betting strategy, um, pardon me, um, 50 to one or less. I go through, I have four ranges. I give you two to three each. Um, I like Bryson, uh, 30 to one area right there with female, stuff like that. You know, we know Bryson can win. He's got elite talent. Um, I like where he was at last week. And I think this week, he's not gonna have to worry about any kind of tough conditions like he did last week and the whole field did. so, you know, I think that's a good number for a guy that, you know, at one point was, I mean, just rolling through the, I mean, just doing so well. And I know there's all the anecdotal stuff on the weight gain and all that kind of stuff, but I mean, the dude's a talent, he can play. And, and I think he shows up to win. So I don't, I don't mind him at all. Um, next one was kind of a two, a two B M at 30 to one seems like good money. And then hobbling at 45 to one. I like both of those guys. Um, mid-range odds, fifty to eighty to one. I like Scheffler. I think that's a little bit of a misprice for him, so I think that's a good number. Uh, and then Berger and Wolf, who I've talked about plenty. Eighty to one twenty. Uh, a guy I haven't really mentioned, Lanto, um, who was talked up a lot last week. He missed the cut. I don't mind going back to him either in DK. I kind of missed him on the board, but um, the hundred to one is a great number. I think his upside's there. He had a seventh at Sony, um, mid pack, or a little bit better mid pack at TOC. Stat wise, is going to be there. Um, hasn't played here, so w- that one small knock, but I think that's a good number. And then Colley already mentioned hundred to one is a good number. Uh, Dark horse, anything over one twenty. Um, obviously, hv three being my sleeper. Um, I like his number. I think he's he maybe two, yeah, 200 to one, which is, you know, that's when you each way or do a top five as well. Um, Damon, same well, 150 to one, you can top five that. Uh, I like him and then Doc. So it's kind of like, obviously, if I'm going to go with the Team Gup theme, those three are all great prices. Doc's 250 to one. I I'll probably have all three of those in in each ways. If you have that book or top five in our book, even Doc and those guys, you can get um, top 10, you'll get pretty good odds a guy that really doesn't pop for me in general, but we know he does well on Bermuda is obviously killer Keith Mitchell. Um, you know, he has a 300 to one number. He's, he doesn't rank out very well at all for me. I don't know DK wise, but if you don't want to miss that, um, I don't think after he won last year, which he was that kind of number last year, I don't think anybody would say, are going to see that ever again from a winner? And, and we're less than a year into his win and you got him back at a 300 to one number again, don't really like him for DK. Um, he is cheap, so if you need a flyer, you know, 30, 40, 50 lineups, sure, keep an eye on him. But um, betting-wise, maybe my only exposure at 300-to-1, throw a little lunch money on him and see, see how it goes. Um, so that kind of wraps up the dark horse for me. One and done segment, um, my strong play of the week, so kind of that best guy up top. I mean, I don't know how you can't go Matsu. Um, I think he's you – know, the best course history here, um, even in the model. So I think that's a quote unquote safe. If you just want to use them, that's a good place. I think he's got as much win equitable equi- equity here as he will anywhere. So, and it's a good pot, um, probably one, three, one, four to the winner. So I don't mind Matsu. I kind of floor played mid pack guy that that has a good chance to T 10. Um, maybe off the radar a little bit um, Bryson I've been, you know kind of a rinse and repeat with him I like him this week in that range and my skins play uh guy that guys that could be solo or very low owns um, you know Hovland Wolf Burger Doc HV3 those kind of guys uh, you know some probably have 10 20 type picks but this week I think you're going to have a lot of guys spread out between X Matsu JT Webb Rom um, Fowler even Spieth uh, had he mentioned him I think you know he almost put him on the bookmarks I think he showed enough last week that looks like he's closer and closer to getting back on the radar uh, 8600 I don't think people will get there to him this week um, and his stats are gonna look horrible when you're looking at recent because he just hadn't been very well but um, he's got decent history here a seventh a ninth and then a missed cut but two out of three years top 10 so this could be a place to try to take advantage of a speed play in the one and done. Um, so, so he's kind of, that's another one I would look at. Um, listener Q and a, I, I just got some from last week that I'm still going to try to go through, um, you know, and, and as I need more, obviously we'll ask for them. Um, but appreciate you guys throwing those my way and um, we'll do it again, probably next week. Cause I think I'm getting through them, but uh fourth and goal as since you do your rankings blind no player names uh how much do you rely on them as opposed to your gut um that was a good question because i really hadn't talked about it in a while and i forget we get more and more listeners and, and we're up significantly uh this year year over year on listeners so i appreciate that please go rate and review us and and spread the word get us get as many downloads as you can and, and as much listens to the community um you know free way for you guys to help us out grow the brand um I so, when I build my models and the way I do everything um I do them in such a way that the last thing I do um is I reveal the name so it's it's more of a you can call it player one, player two player three, and I've been doing this for several years and talked about it and then um so when i when i build- i just don't want any bias in my opinion and the things I'm looking at, and so I just build true model um and then then kind of look at it and see if it makes sense, stuff like that um And kind of that's where the deep dive comes in tomorrow. I look at uh, more in depth stuff on these guys, release those rankings, and then Wednesday I kind of pull it all together. Uh, Guys are part of the community know that and they see it. But um, so, so I do look at. I mean, goes you do your rankings blind, yes, but how much do I rely upon them on gut? I mean, there's a mix, but uh, I mean, obviously, kind of be key tonight at the end of the pod, the process, right? You know, it's all about the process. We appreciate since day one it's been big for me in everything in my life, whether it's work. When I played football, um, Gup's corner, uh, you know, I had a thought and an idea four years ago and there was a foundation there was a process and, and I work it every day. I get up and same here. Like I'm not going to go off my process, um, of how I get to where I want to get to Wednesday night on a well. Now there's, there's, when I would say that gut kind of comes in is when it's like, you're doing some coin flip situations, you're down to the final and the process kind of gives you, let's say four or five guys in a range. And you really, you need to get it down to two, you know, then I mean, and then you're splitting hairs, right. You're talking about an eighth of a stroke a day difference or something. And, and I go, all right, that's where I would say that here, here's where I bring my gut in and go, who do I, who do I just feel this week overall, but, you know, cause everything else is, let's just call it all equal. So, um, what, what do we do? What do I do at that point? That's kind of where I go to, uh, Matt. I can't say his last name for sorry if I messed that up, Matt. Um, regardless of entry amount, what type of contest do you look for to play specifically GPPs that are single entry or three max? Uh, do, do you look at pallet structures, amount of entries, min cash, um, is double your entry, et cetera. It's a great question. Um, I don't look at what what it takes to min cash. Um I may look at what percentage of the field it takes me to get there. So, you know, if I'm if I'm going to play the $200 single and I go, all right, so to get to the min cash, which is normally double or somewhere around there, I you know, I got to finish in the top 26%. Most of the time it's all really close. So, I just really don't pay attention, but numbers wise I kind of look at it and go all right, I think more times than not i can I can finish here where where that comes into play for me is when i'm just when i'm when i'm hurting myself on leverage in the field, so let's say I'm playing the forty four dollar this week, which they continue to increase the max entries um and the size of the pool, but not the top payouts or anything that are basically just getting more people more leverage to be able to match the for the guys that want to put in eight nine thousand dollars into that which Good for them, I guess. But um, that thing's filling early every week. I, don't, you know, and I've talked to DK about it. So it's, I don't I know. I'm the only one to say, what's the point in doing more max when you're filling it as is? All you're doing is hurting guys that don't necessarily. Not that I don't want to max, but I don't need to max to be competitive in it. And I haven't yet this year needed to max it. But the guys that are going to auto do it, you know, why give them more of a leverage? And not invite your less ca or more casual and I wouldn't say I'm casual, but even the guys around me have reached out to me and go, Hey, I got, you know, I normally play this and that, but I'm thinking about putting one or two in there. Well, when it's two or three weeks ago, it was a 15 max. And now it's like a 27 when the guy's gonna put a bullet in and he knows that there's going to be guys that put 15 in, you go, ah, eh, well, let's see how it works. But if a guy can now put 27 lineups in, you're like, geez, I'm really losing leverage to some of the the guys up there. And so it really makes you think. But I I digress. But if I'm in a contest like that, I'll look at – if I'm not going to max the contest, so say it's a three max, um, like last week, the $44 was a – the secondary one was a um, three max, 444. And I knew I was going to put a bullet in. I'll go look at, all right, what's it going to take for me to mend this? Um, and do I think because I've discounted my leverage to the field, um, do I still feel like I'm viable? And also I'll look at how many other guys have put in two to three in that case. Um, you know, and if it's 10% of the field, I'm not as worried about it. If it's 60% of the field that I'm out leveraged by doing that, I go, all right, do I still feel confident enough? And I'll kind of look at it that way more than, than kind of how you laid out there. I hope that helps, but um amount of entry and all that kind of stuff I don't really look at it in the grand scheme I more look at um so let's say the $44 let's go down that level or the or the $5 um I'll look at total entries and go I know I'm not going to max it so if I put 20 in here um which means you know and the max is 150 I'm I'm giving my I'm you know, minus EV in that situation because there are going to be guys that max it every week I know that I don't care because I've won those one won those having 10 entries in before. So um, I feel my skill sets give me a little bit back of that EV. And then I'll look at, all right, how many total entries in there? Is there 9,000 or is there 90,000? And does that leverage, are those two leverages something that I'm just not interested this week? Or do I feel I have enough advantage on the week that um, I'm going to build certain ways and go, if I don't hit it with this 20, I probably wouldn't hit it with 50 or 100 either. You know, those are things I think through as I'm trying to find the contest that I like for the week. Um, I'll build on that more, especially when I get into it with, with Tambo. I think we're, we're now that football in this week, we're done traveling, um, try to do that in between now and the Honda for sure. And get those guys out of here. Um, question, uh, last one, M gags, how do you get your player pulled down? So it consists of all price range. I don't really do it that way. So I build that's the last thing I look at. Um i, I I'm gonna build my best players. So I, I know what my pool needs to get to based on the contest I am. And you'll hear me, especially in, in Slack and stuff, call uh NTL pool, which is uh next to last pool. So I'll have I'll have my versions of my pools cut down that I go, um let's say I'm gonna do twenty max that week or $3 or whatever, just hypothetically. And I'm going to have, this week I want a tighter pool. So I'm going to have 27 guys, maybe. Um, I'm going to put my best 27 at the end of the day in my pool. And then I'll kind of look at that, that salary range guide and go, all right, do I think it it should fit theoretically um, just based on pure math? And you can kind of, a simple way to do it is what's the, what's the sum average of those 27 guys? And does that average average times six equal less than 50,000? mathematically that tells you it should fit but but the other key to that that comes in is is um ownership percentage right so if you're gonna have 40 percent of jt some of these guys aren't even gonna fit because it just won't work out so what i do is just have that next last pull there and if i start building it down to and go man i can't I can't get JT Matsu-Rom in, in enough lineups and still build differently. So I, I got to pull one out and I'll go to my pool and go, all right, who am I going to pull in? Because I need more of an 8900 guy to make this fit. So that that's how I work that, if that makes sense, uh, in Gags. Hope that helps. Um, appreciate those. I got several more on this list. I told you I'm not deleting those until I answer them. So I either answer them on this pod or uh, with Tambo. So keep those coming. Um, DM me on Slack or Twitter. I add them to the list at all times and I will get to them. Um, if it's something that's specific for that week, I tr- I will answer you that week and not really, if I can't get to it on the pod, I'll, you know, I, I get that out of the question or out of the way and, and don't really save it. But if it's a general question like these, which you guys did a great job, you guys have really sent those, you didn't ask this guy or this guy, you know, I'm not going to answer that, especially for this pod. It's more for, uh, this is strategy questions, thinking about questions that I really like getting into. So I appreciate those keeping coming. Um, As always, join Tambo and myself Wednesday night. We're trying to go seven thirty eight Eastern somewhere in that you know vicinity, depending on our schedules earlier the better, so we have time to hang out and slack, talk strategy, work on building um, hasn't been as big of a push because we 've been on the west coast time zone. Um, I think Phoenix is only an hour behind me, so two hours behind Eastern, so I imagine we'll be an hour earlier start time this week than we 've had it's a smaller field though, so that could factor but it's going to be somewhere around there. Um, and we'll probably do a short 30 minute pod afterwards, just on general showdown strategy for the Super Bowl. Um, but you know, maybe Q and a, we'll reach out to you guys. You guys asked us some questions and since we'll be live there, I'm sure we'll, we'll do some, uh, periscope and stuff together, but, uh, we'll do something in there kind of premium member only type deal. So make sure you join us Wednesday night for that. As I mentioned, check out com slash challenge. Um, Make sure you have all your ways covered, which the easiest way that is free is to rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us a lot. Make sure you're still subscribing to YouTube, Twitch, um, Facebook, because all those stay. And if you're you're a long-term member, you know that future contests we do. So whatever we do for the Masters, those things are going to have... Huge equity for you if you've liked us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, Twitch, all that stuff. Um, You stay in the drawing database. So we're going to do a huge giveaway blowout for the master. So make sure you're doing that. That stuff helps us a ton. Um, Make sure you check out the store, gupscorner.com slash store this week. Uh, Plenty of goods in there. Uh, Great combo on the merch deal. We have the HV3 donation Um, shirt that we're selling as well. We need need to get those sold so we can get a nice check written to that foundation from the support of you guys really helps us out a lot. We like giving back uh, to charities Um, and I have a special tweet going out tonight that I think you guys will like. So, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I mentioned earlier, but make sure you hit us up, Tambo and I at the waste management Phoenix open Um, Thursday night and Friday. uh, I I have work obligations, which is my first reason to go down there. Um, I think I do have dinner that night. Uh, Thursday, but I should be free, you know, maybe for post-dinner drink or two kind of chat showdowns this week. I'll get into it with the the subs, but obviously we we can't play them in Arizona. That's strike one. Strike two is I just don't know what our schedules are going to be like every night for me to get everything out, but I will do my best. Um, Well, we'll, I'll hit on that more Wednesday night uh, in the uh, E9 emergency nine. So uh, make sure to reach out to us, Twitter, DM, whatever, tell us where you're going to be. Um, we will try to meet up with you guys the best we can, uh, either during the tournament or, you know, around Phoenix, Scottsdale uh, for the nightlife. So looking forward to that, you know, looking forward to seeing Tambo. Um, you know, final thoughts tonight, you know, it's, it was uh, obviously an easy decision to go with the with the Kobe deal. Um, last night was tough on many levels. Twitter was tough. Um, you know, muted a lot of people, moved on from a lot of people, people coming at me because of a tweet I made three years ago about Kobe. And I even said last night that Kobe wasn't, wasn't, I wouldn't have, he, I mean, I was a, I liked him, but I was not like the biggest fan. Like some people are die hards and, and he was my wife's favorite basketball player. He was one of my best friends in life that I've known for, you know, 20 years um, who himself was an all American basketball player and football player. Um, was his favorite player by far. And and my point of last night that people didn't understand was, well, there's two deals, right? Just because I don't like someone as much um, doesn't mean I can't have the utmost respect for their game. Um, And I have more respect for Kobe now than I did three, four, five years ago in general, just to see what he's done, um, you know, afterwards with the children's book stuff, the, you know, Mamba Academy, the – the development, everything he was involved in, you know, just that work ethic. I have always respect his work ethic. Even my buddy, you know, I t- text with him during this, you know, and he knows that the mutual respect was always there. Um, I'm a big LeBron guy, right? I love his passion on the floor. I've always, you can go back, you troll people, go look up my Twitter. You can see where I said, I wish the one thing that I never saw from LeBron as much as I always saw from Kobe was that that killer mentality, especially down the down the edge. You you see it from LeBron at times, but not necessarily. You always saw from Kobe. It was it was as close to Jordan as you ever saw on that cutthroat. Uh, I'm going to rip your heart out and make you like it type mentality. Um, but what I liked about Kobe the most, and where I gained respect from him, in some of his post career interviews with. Uh, Nick Saban and and all these stars was how he talked about the process which is something from day one I've always talked about with Gup's Corner I talk about my real life I talk about it in football everything I do I wake up to do to its full potential that day does it mean I'm going to get there no is, is perfection achievable in all aspects of life no but I work my ass off in everything I do and no one can tell me otherwise nor do I care what they say um, you know, a quote that I read last night, he had put was, you know, he was talking to Trey and Trey came out, Henry came out. Um, uh, I mean, Trey young, sorry, Trey came out and struggled a little bit and, and said, he talked to Kobe and, you know, Kobe said, you know, lions don't worry about sheep's opinions, which is kind of comical in the sense, because somebody, some guy likes to keep throwing around the word sheep. Um, but, you know, Those guys throwing around those words like that are sheep. And I don't worry about those kind of guys in my life. I don't worry about my business. I can give two shits about them. Um, They don't affect me. I don't care about them. Um, Other than legality matters, um, which I don't even worry about because that's what I have a lawyer for. I don't entertain with those guys. And I've just, you know, last night I started to and I backed off and just started muting. them. I was like, it's not worth it. They're clowns. Um, And it doesn't matter to me right? Like does their opinion affect what I do? Nothing. Um, if nothing else, I see it just to fuel my fire to make me that more passionate about what I do. And I want to be the best at what I do, no matter what. I think the guys that are close to me, my family, my friends, the community know that's what drives me day in and day out. And that's what they respect me for. The people that do respect me, respect me for that, because I won't be outworked. I tell to my team about this all the time is you know, I did this in football. Like there's better people than me at football, obviously. There's better people than me at DK. There's better people at me than, you know, in, in the world that I work in in my real life probably. But, you know, the one thing that I won't let anyone be able to look me in the face and go, I outworked you. No one's going to say that to my face because I'm going to, I'm going to put all my efforts into everything I do, which is why I have been successful in life and why I am successful in life. And I try to teach that to my kids. I try to teach that to my coworkers that I work with my employees that work for me, my teammates that I'm helping mentoring and, 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 uh, bringing along in an industry or, or, you know, entrepreneurship. Um, and they respect me for that. And I, and I, last night after I kind of just disengaged from the whole Twitter deal, I was like every breath I waste or typing or second to those idiots and clowns that have nothing better in life to do. Um, is a second I, that takes away from me focusing on what I'm trying to accomplish in life, um, and, and kind of rethinking through that. Didn't sleep well last night overall, and, and you know, and it was almost like they they made it seem like I didn't have the right to mourn a guy that I didn't like. Are you kidding me? Like people change, right? That's another deal. People mature and grow. At least I do. Some guys don't. Some guys get less mature by the day. As we will see that, um, but. You know, for instance, like I was thinking about this at the at the gym, you know, I was like the thing about Lefty. Ten years ago, people people freaking hated Mickelson for the most part. They didn't really care about him. Now, full circle, and he's embracing the community, embracing um, you know the social media aspect of his life. Most people love him. Um, I know Mayo. Mayo's mentioned that before. I used to hate Phil, and, and now I, you know, I I really like him. Right? Brooks is a guy that I think a lot of people would say, "quote unquote," I don't like him. But you know, you think he's a guy that's re- and he's nowhere on Kobe's level necessarily. But four majors already, really, you know, well done well for himself. Has that killer mentality in you know certain situations. He doesn't have it every week, which kind of makes him different than Kobe because Kobe woke up ready to, to to kill and and do whatever he needed to do to to, to outperform the people that he was going to be going up against. You know, well same thing with Brooks. Like just because someone may not like him. They have the ultimate respect for him, right? And I'm not saying I don't or do like Brooks. I don't mind. I like. I mind. I don't mind Brooks at all. Um, I'm a DJ guy. That's just kind of by nature. But doesn't mean I hate him or hate Brooks. Same with Kobe. Like I was a LeBron guy, right? I I was anti, um, you know, Patriots who are winning it all the time, Lakers who are winning all the time. Just just because of to be different, right? One of my best, same best friend I was talking about for 20 years, 20 plus years, a huge Duke fan, huge Duke fan. I don't hate Duke, my, you know, Mike Strzeski is one of the most successful guys ever. Um, but I gravitated to being a UNC fan, although I still like plenty of people at Duke and how they played there, Grand Hill, Shane Battier. Uh, I mean, a lot of these guys, some of my favorite guys, I love watching them in the pros. So, so just because I'm a North Carolina fan doesn't mean I don't like Duke. I just had that, it was just kind of that rivalry sense of, you know, type of things. Uh, same with the Patriots. I, I respect Tom Brady, the utmost respect. Um, and if he died tomorrow, he he would be similar to the Kobe type deal of what he did day in and day out and his, his killer instinct to always want to win. Was he like my team or my favorite? No, but I respect the hell out of him what he's done in life. And that's what last night was about. And then more than anything for me, the reason why it hurt is, is not only you change mentality when you have a kid and you start co- correlating and seeing how that impacts your life, but it changes you change mentality um when those close to you are hurting for whatever reason. Um, you know, and, and you know, people that when you have a guy that had that much impact on people's lives, like I that that hurts, makes me hurt as well. I don't think you're human if you think otherwise, right? Doesn't mean um I'm hurting as much, but he impacted lives all across the Same with like Michael Jackson has one of those moments. You remember where you were when, you know, I'll never forget where I was on the 18th green at Santero, walking to it. When I heard about Kobe, um, that'll be with me forever. Um, the Oklahoma city bombing. I know exactly where I was, you know, the, when that happened, you know, as a 12 year old, nine uh, 11, I know exactly where I was when that happened, same type of deal. And Kobe's on that level, as far as a, a guy taken too early. And obviously um, we were more so saying, it's not just Kobe, obviously his daughter and then seven other people that, you know, all were impacted in their families and lives and they all deserve, um, you know, thoughts and prayers from everybody. But, you know, in, in general, the things that Kobe stood for that even though he made mistakes and he admitted to them, um, which I respected even more later in his life because we've all made mistakes. I make mistakes. I make mistakes every day. And he was able to overcome them and, and own up to them. And, um, take care of them and and then move on and get better. You know, that's the kind of stuff I respect in an elite person, whether it's an elite athlete or an elite, um, business person, you know, those are the type of guys I read about, want to be about, um, and say, all right, how did this guy get to the point he's at, because he did it better than anybody else, or he's been super successful, how'd he get there? A lot of the business model stuff I use in Gup's Corner are things I've read about from some of the best in the world, and I like to educate myself. I'm not egotistical to think I know it all. I have great strengths, and I work hard at them, Um, and my way of building this foundation, this community, I felt was different than what was out there, and it is, and it's been successful, but I don't ever settle on my team knows that I wake up every day. It probably drives them crazy to an extent to know that I always want to do better, no matter how well we're doing. And they'll tell you this, every single one of them, you ask them, I'm never satisfied with how I'm doing. Even when I had my great streak in DFS, I was like, all right, we can, you know, next up. Right. I didn't care about winning the money. I wanted to do well. So every time I lose, I hate it. Yeah. Golf. Same way. I'm competitive as shit in it. I suck. You know, I'm a mid handicap, you know, eleven, twelve, thirteen, you know, depending on the course type deal. Right now, like a fifteen, 16, so I haven't played much. But when I show up, I show up to win the best I can, right? I'm gonna compete at all times, doesn't matter what it is. Um that's just a quality that's built inside you that that's great. And I I look for that in other people, um, the people I want to surround myself with. And what I don't need to do is surround it with clowns that you know were on, you know, showing stuff I tweeted three plus years ago where they're irrelevant today. So Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's sad deal. Um, you know, the biggest thing I took from is not to take life for granted. There's a lot of big picture stuff you start thinking about when something like that happens because it, it's one of those, whether we think about it every day or not, you go, man, if it can happen to him, it can happen to anybody. Right. You know, I could be driving to work tomorrow morning and get hit by a train or something, or, you know, being a wreck, I'm dead. Right. And and what impact did I leave on life? And, and more importantly, what did I leave for my children and my family? Um, and in this case, I have a team that, that, you know, what impact did I leave them and the community and that's what I care about not wasting an ounce of energy on the other stuff, but, um, you know, Rest in peace to Kobe and, and, and Gigi and all, all the families affected. And the other seven, uh, you know, he'll be missed. They will all will be missed. Um, you know, keep them in your thoughts and prayers tonight. And we will see you Wednesday night for the E9. Have a good night. God bless. Smash factor.